leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome to another episode of Duncan Dynasty. Alongside Anthony Brown, I am Garrett Bouguet. Anthony is already yawning, so you can tell uh, he's very excited about this, uh, this upcoming episode. Let's do it. Uh, uh, this week we're going to be talking about NBA dynasties. Of course, the Golden State Warriors coming off their third championship in four seasons. Uh, you know that that definitely puts you into the upper echelon, or puts that team into the upper echelon of NBA teams in the history of the league uh, in terms of a three to four year run. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through and and break down. You know, we've done previous episodes where we talked about greatest teams of all time, but that right. was one individual season. Whereas we've never really broken it down in terms of the you know a three or four year stretch where you get into that dynasty territory. Uh, but uh, you know, the uh, going through some of the the history of the NBA, the first team, of course, that comes to mind is those fifty sixty Celtics. Yeah, Bill Russell winning. Uh... 11 championships in 13 years, which is insane. Yes. Uh, Winningest athlete ever. Um, Yeah, just extremely consistent. Um, And there were some Game 7s throughout this run, too, where I I believe Bill Russell never lost a Game 7, which is one of the (laughs) crazy facts of his career. Um, But yeah, early NBA, there's not as many teams and everything, but, you know, still Wilt Chamberlain's playing during that time. Walt Walt Frazier... Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the, the as you said, the 11 and 13, and actually uh, an even more impressive 10 and 11. 10 and 11 <laughs> years, and 8 straight. Yes. An 8 oh. straight championship. We're right. talking about LeBron going to 8 straight finals. Bill Russell, Bill Russell. won 8 straight championships. Yeah. yeah it's, it's impressive. As you mentioned, I'm glad you stated the idea that a lot less teams, and specifically like around 12 to 14 in the league. Right. So you're talking about half, uh, you know, in terms of the amount of series you got to play to win the title. It used to be two series, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and I think later in Russell's career, it became maybe three series you had to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now you've got to win four. You've got to beat 29 other teams as opposed to, you know, 11 or 12. Right. That's a huge difference. Uh, in terms of just the talent pool in the NBA, it's drastically different. Uh, you know, a lot of the best players were all stacked on the same teams at that same right. time. Uh, whereas now, you know, you've got uh, the international talent. Um, you know, you've got uh, just uh, quality talent throughout the league, and the league has gotten more and more popular, which has gotten to more youngsters are playing the game now than ever before. Right. And, you know, you, you talk about that time period and the games weren't 
televised, and uh, right. you know the so you you've got these kids that aren't necessarily, um, you know, growing up around the game and and growing to love it and developing that passion, which leads to you know some of these kids that become great. Yeah, one of one of Bill Russell's arguments for you know why his era in his opinion is is better is because all of these teams are stacked with the best players of that time. Um, and, and I get what he's saying. Um, I think he, he talks about a conversation he had with Michael Jordan on a golf course one time where Jordan's teasing him saying, like, we're going to go after your record. And Bill Russell's like, which one? I love his confidence and everything. <laughs> um, but he, he, like, says that uh, in 1993, John Paxson, you know, hits that game-winning three to win him the series. John Paxson wouldn't have even been in the league during Bill Russell's time because it was only the best of the best players. Well, yeah, that's all well and good, but like you said, it's a global game now. Mm-hmm. There are so many more players that are playing from such a young age worldwide that I think it's very safe to say the talent pool now is is much greater to draw right. from. So Well, and given the fact that at the time that Russell played, there wasn't a three-point line. That, that too. Would, that would make Paxson's value worse and maybe a reason. I, I question that Paxson would not be in the league at that time. I think he still yeah. would have been an NBA player in the 50s and 60s. But, right. Um, but, you know, the fact that he was such a good shooter and the three-point ball was a part of the game makes him valuable and makes him a lot more valuable than a lot of those guys that, that couldn't shoot the basketball. Right, right. But that being said, 8 of 8, 10 of 11, 11 and 13, however you want to say that. Well, there's the uh, whole there's the whole thing of you you play the teams in front of you and exactly. they beat almost every team that they right. ever played. Uh, so, yes, yeah, certainly, certainly very impressive, but you almost feel like there's a bit of an asterisk just given how different uh, the game and the sport was at that sure. time. Uh, but looking at really the next dynasty in the NBA, it's you know the uh, the mid seventies Celtics. Uh, you've got a team that went to um, essentially uh, the the semifinals at least in the NBA for four consecutive years. Uh, the seventy two seventy three season, they won sixty eight games and uh, uh, finished uh, lost in the NBA Finals to the New York Knicks, which are a really good team. Then in 73-74, beat the Milwaukee Bucks with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson for the title. In 75, uh, they won 60 games and lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then in 75-76, they won 54 games and won the championship. So a team that won two titles in in three years and, uh, you know, making it uh, to the Final Four for four straight. Pretty solid run and led by the likes of John Havlicek. Right. Yeah, you still got some of that, you know, Bill Russell era Celtics residue with this team. Dave Ar- Cowens. Dave Cowens. Uh, Red Arbuck is still, you know, kind of the mastermind putting some of these teams together. Um, yeah, so that's interesting that that's the next <laughs> dynasty years right after is the Celtics. Well, and I, want, I guess I should uh, preface that when I, when I mention dynasties, I'm really referring to teams that won multiple championships in a three or more year span um so uh you know that celtic both of those celtics teams qualify uh but then also you've got going into the 80s now you've got the early 80s lakers they won the championship in 1980 of course that game where magic johnson uh with a injured kareem able to have that epic performance starting at center right uh and then also winning the title over the sixers again in uh, in 1982 oh yeah um that's one of my favorite games 
of all time. Uh, Magic Johnson's like probably my second favorite player of all time. And uh, just the idea of a rookie starting at center when he's a point guard and leading his team triple double is, is just amazing. Young Magic Johnson running the floor and then, you know, a, I don't know, past his prime, maybe Kareem, but still very solid, still athletic Kareem. Yeah, I, I would that's, almost that's I would tough. almost say this is more end of prime. End Kareem. of prime, okay. Yeah, because yeah. Um, I think the yes, definitely the mid '80s Kareem that we saw towards the the end of the Lakers would run be the, would yeah. be definitely post prime. Sure, but this seems to be you know yeah maybe not peak athletic Kareem, but right. still really darn close to that. Right, and the skill level also extremely high. Oh, yeah, of course, with Kareem all the way through. <laughs> uh, and the Skyhook, most unstoppable weapon of all time in the basketball court. So, One yeah. of the things that hurts this sort of dynasty, though, if we're trying to compare it to the other ones, is that the season in between their two championships lost, uh, I believe, in the first round and had a 54-win year. So yeah. not a good middle season uh, for that three-year stretch. Right. Um, but uh, now uh, moving to the, uh, the, the early 80s Sixers, this is the only team that I uh, I gave credit to that only won one title. Okay. Uh, because they had such a great run. In the 79-80 season, they were the runner-up, won 59 games, really good team. And again, that was a really competitive series with the Lakers that they lost. Right. Uh, and that was the finals in which Dr. J had that amazing uh, reverse behind the backboard shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, peak Dr. J, really. Uh, and then uh, in the 80-81 season, they won 62 games, lost in a brutal, tough seven-game series against the Celtics. Of course, Boston went on to win the title. Right. Uh, the biggest thing here is, despite the Sixers only winning one title in this four-year stretch that I'm going to get to, they lost to the champion every season. They didn't win. Right. Um, in the 81-82 season, they lost to the Lakers again in the finals. Right. And then finally in the 83 year, they add Moses Malone. Right. And then have that dominant playoff run. Faux, faux, uh, faux. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, despite winning one in four years, a really good four-year stretch. Right. This would be my dad's favorite dynasty of all those. That was his favorite team, Daryl Dawkins. And- mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a very impressive run. Wow. Well, and then you've got, uh, moving on to the mid-80s, you've got the the Boston Celtics, of course, Larry Bird's prime. Uh, the 83-84 season, the Celtics win the championship, beating the Lakers in seven, won 62 games. Right. Uh, and then in the 84-85 season, they win 63 games, lose in the finals, though, in another competitive series against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then the 84 80- 586 Celtics, arguably one of the greatest teams of all time, won 67 games right. and did really well in the playoffs uh, and, and winning the title. And then in 86-87, losing the finals again, another brutal, tough series, of course, game four, uh, when the Celtics were down 2-1, Magic Johnson with the, the baby hook, right. and then Larry Bird along the baseline, missing that three at the buzzer just off the back of the rim. Right. Um, <laughs> So again, interesting what if of history if he makes that but right? Yeah. Uh, four straight finals over that stretch for Boston. Of course, the winning two in three seasons in '84 and '86, uh, a really great run, highlighted by Bird's three consecutive MVPs from '84 to '86 as well. Right, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but like I feel like so far here, this 
uh, I'd put them on top with with our story as we're telling it here. Um, that this eighty Celtics dynasty was uh, impressive. Yes, I mean, Larry Bird immediately joins this team, and they're immediately a contender. Um, and by the you know eighty four season, they've put it together. Mm-hmm. As you're seeing, like sixty wins almost every single year, fifty nine wins the one year. Impressive. Well, and you've got you know not only Larry Bird in his prime, but Kevin McHale also in his prime. Right. Robert Parrish, you'd think it would be past his prime, but the <laughs> dude played till he was like 65 years old. <laughs> so he, he was pretty much in his prime as well. Right. Uh, you know, and you had a really good backcourt in Danny Ainge and Dennis Johnson. Just a really, really solid team. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that yeah, had about as good of a run as you can, if, uh, if not for not winning the three straight. Right. Um, Moving on, now we've got the late 80s Lakers, which, as you said, the, the mid-80s Celtics was your favorite so far. Let's see if the Lakers top it. Right. <laughs> uh, the uh, Of course, the 84-85 season Lakers, after losing the previous year in the finals, come back and, and win the title. That was also a 62-win team. Then the following year, in 85-86, they lose in the Western Conference Finals to the Houston Rockets, that Twin Tower duo of Hakeem and uh, Sampson, uh, right. but uh, again, won 62 games. Then in 86-87, probably the peak of uh, Magic Johnson's career at that point, his best season and probably the best Lakers team ever, uh, won 65 games uh, and uh, won the title beating Boston in the final. And then in 87-88, uh, winning 62 games, winning the championship a game in seven games over the Detroit Pistons. So again, a really great run. Three out of four uh, winning championships in three out of four seasons. And then, uh, you know, four straight 60-plus win seasons as well. And uh, this also ties in a little bit to that early 80s Lakers team. But this amazed me as I was going through it. I never realized this, that they made eight consecutive conference finals. And for Magic Johnson, throughout the 80s, he made nine out of ten. And that was his first ten seasons of his career. Imagine right. that. Like thinking about you know again the LeBron eight straight finals, of course, amazing. The, sure. Um, but you know maybe right below that, nine out of ten conference finals is is pretty darn good as well. Yeah. Um, man, I was surprised when I first heard that too because I didn't realize that eight straight conference finals. Um, I mean, this Celtics Lakers. I mean, that's a debate that's been going on for a long time and probably will continue to go on, which one was better. Yeah. Um, it looks to me like, you know, the Celtics during that mid, you know, 80s run were, uh, you know, really solid and had a hold on the NBA, but just overall throughout the 80s, the Lakers were that presence. Um, I mean, that's tough. When we were rooming together, um, you know, back in college, we played 2K a lot. My favorite team to play was that 87 Lakers, mm-hmm. so I might have to give the Lakers now in this story the edge, but I don't know. What do you? Uh, what well, do you again, think? I think that it's a different debate between single season team. You know, I might right. think the '86 Celtics might be the best mm. single season team out of both of those. Sure, but I think if you just factor in the three, three and four, four instead of two and three, and uh, you know the the '84 Finals, the Lakers nearly won that as well. You know, yeah. they lost in seven. That was a really tight series. 
I just think the Lakers have a slight edge in terms of that that dynasty argument that you're talking about over mm-hmm. the span of four seasons. Right. I would give the Lakers a little bit of an edge there. Sure. Um, now moving on to the next thing, which would be the late 80s, early 90s Detroit Pistons. Of course, the 87-88 Detroit Pistons won 54 games and lost in Game 7 uh, against the Lakers in the finals. Came oh so close. Uh, but then in the 88-89 season, won 63 games and their first championship, and then followed up the following season in 89-90 with 59 wins and going back-to-back. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, the following year lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so all in all, they made five straight Conference Finals because they even lost the 87 Conference Finals to the Celtics right. in that, uh, you know, that crazy Game 5 where Bird stole the inbounds yeah. pass that changed that series. <laughs> Uh, so they had a great five-year run, but then also you just factor in the two championships in a row. Uh, you know, a, a really good dynasty there from Detroit. Yeah, really are. Bad Boy Pistons uh, kind of changed the, the defensive landscape of the, the NBA, and I feel like the NBA responded with some of the rule changes, <laughs> you know, after that because mm-hmm. they were just so physical and would just beat the crap out of teams uh, you know, our modern NBA is, you know, a lot less hand checking and a lot of those fouls that were regular fouls back then are like flagrant one or two, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, now. Well, and you, you look at, uh, those Pistons teams as well, and they were kind of unfortunate in that they were sandwiched between two dynasties as well. Right. Uh, you know, they may have won in 87 and 88 if it weren't for those Celtics and Lakers teams right? Uh, that were dynasties in their own right. And then also near the end of the Pistons run with the Bulls coming in, which this is that's the next one on our list. There you go. Uh, those, uh, that first three-peat for Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Of course, in 89-90, they lost in the, uh, you know, the conference finals to the Pistons, but the Bulls won 55 games. Then the following year in 90-91, they go all the way to the title, win 61 91-92, they repeat as champions with 67 wins during the regular season, and they get their three-peat in the 92-93 season uh, and have 57 wins. Uh, so obviously a great three-year and a four-year stretch for that Bulls team. Oh, yeah. Um, the That early Bulls team finally able to break through <laughs> that Pistons because for a bunch of years in a row, that's who's knocking them out. Right. Uh, I think we talked in one of our more recent podcasts about how... Uh, you know they're they're getting you know almost swept or whatever, and then they every single year it would be one less game. They'd be taking them to like seventh or to the seventh game or whatever when they're knocked out in the uh, semifinals here. In which year is this? In 1990. Yep. And by the time they get to 91, they're sweeping them. Yeah. So, uh, what do you? Where do they rank so far with uh, compared to the Celtics and the Lakers and the Pistons here? Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. A um, again, they and if you're if you're talking about four year runs, which is what we're kind of comparing to with this Golden State run we've most exactly. recently experienced, I think that four year run is is right there with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, again, both teams won three and four, and, a three uh, and like <laughs> right, and they won three straight. Uh, and then you also have to factor in that uh, um, those those Lakers teams though did win. 60 games every year of those four years so that may put them mm. maybe slightly above although I'm, I'm sure you disagree given how much you, <laughs> you love the bulls and uh, and mj the bulls are just the best at everything <laughs> no i would give it to the lakers there too i mean 60 plus wins is i mean that's hard to do so to do it that many times is yeah 
Right. Um, Once, you know, Michael Jordan retired, that kind of opened up a potential dynasty in Houston. Of course, the Rockets in the mid-90s. Uh, in the 92-93 season, they went. Uh, they had 55 wins uh, and lost in the conference semifinals. Uh, and then in the 93-94 season, went all the way to the championship, won 58 games, and then backed it up with a title in the 94-95 year, uh, even though, again, 47 wins that year. I believe they were the eighth seed right. and went all the way to the championship. Uh, but back-to-back, you know, is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, but if you talk about a three-year run, one one season not even making it to the conference finals, and the other year even a championship team winning only 47 games, they're probably not uh, up in the upper echelon of NBA dynasties. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, you know the other Bulls dynasty in the late 90s, uh, this is probably the better Bulls dynasty of the two. Uh, you've got the 95-96 NBA champion Chicago Bulls who won an NBA record 72 games at the time. Right. Uh, went 72-10. and 10. Then the following season, 96-97, back the 72 wins up with 69 wins in the title and then get the three-peat in 97-98, winning 62. So that's, you know, three and three. And uh, if you want to make it a four-year stretch, you could add in the 1995 4-5 right. season in which they made the conference semifinals, I believe won 50-plus games and lost to the Orlando Magic. Right, yeah. The, and this is definitely the, the Bulls team that I would put in that conversation for, I mean, 72 wins. Um, and and I, I do agree with splitting these ones up. I know we're doing it within three years, but that early Bulls team had a pretty different makeup roster wise right they had they pretty much had rebuilt it by the time they got to that uh, second dynasty there so you had bj armstrong and horace grant in the early three-peat then you had ron harper and dennis rodman that's just the starters that were different of course right. tony kukoc differed between the first and the second repeat mm-hmm. um so Steve kerr yeah uh but but you know you you asked me earlier did the first bulls run compare with the lakers i'd say the lakers had the edge I think this four-year run for the Bulls is better, given mm. the 72 and 69 win seasons. Um, you know, I think that overcomes, despite the Lakers winning 60 in all four years, uh, they maxed out at 65 wins. Uh, so I like what the Bulls did as far as that run in the yeah. late 90s. Yeah. Uh, the next one would be the early 2000s Los Angeles Lakers. The 1999-2000 season, they won the title, winning 67 games. And then in 2000-2001, they won their second straight, winning 56 in the regular season, but going 15-1 and in the playoffs. A brilliant playoff run there. Probably the best playoff run ever to that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the 2001-2002 season, won 58 games and won their third consecutive title. Uh, the 2003 season, they ended up losing, I believe, to San Antonio uh, in the conference finals, but another mm-hmm. great three-year run uh, for Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, tough team to beat. <laughs> Any one of those guys are, you know, we're talking top players of all time, but that Shaq, that version of Shaq was just scary yes. in the NBA. Um, the next one we'd have to say would be the the mid-2000s San Antonio Spurs they won three titles in a five-year span. Uh, that was really the only way to get them in. They, they, you could say they've won two and three in different seasons, but I think three and five is even more impressive. Sure. Uh, they uh, 
They won the 2002-2003 championship with 60 wins. Then the following year in 03-04, lost in the conference semifinals to the Lakers in large part due to that Derek Fisher .4 second shot <laughs> in the crucial game five of that series. Right. Uh, but they were a 57-win team. And then in the 04-05 season, they won their second uh, title in two year or in three years, uh, winning 59 games during the regular season. And then in 05-06, they actually had their most regular season wins of this stretch with 63. But then lost to Dallas in Game Seven. There was that play where Manu Ginobili fouled Dirk Nowitzki on the and one at the end of the game, which allowed Dirk to tie it and set it to overtime. Uh, so that was another heartbreaker for mm. San Antonio where they came oh so close. Right. I mean, this is a team that theoretically could have won five in a row. That's how close it was. Right. Uh, and then in 06-07, they won their third championship in the five years, as I mentioned earlier, with 58 regular season wins. Yeah, this is another top one. I mean, Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich. I mean, man, three and five. Yes, they... Uh, of course, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili right. in there as well. Excellent players. Uh, they had Robert Ory for a couple of those teams. Uh, hit some clutch shots like he always did. <laughs> right. uh, and then uh, moving on to the late 2000s, we had the Lakers near the end of that decade. Uh, the 07-08 season, they were the runner-up. Uh, they won 57 games, a loss to the Celtics in those NBA Finals. The following year in 08-09, they won the championship and won 65 games during the regular season. And the following year, they repeated and 09-10, won the championship with 57 wins, knocking out the Celtics in seven games. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, back-to-back championships, uh, a decent, uh, a pretty darn good three-year run for Kobe near the end of his career. Sure. Yeah. The uh, moving more towards uh, more recent stuff that we've experienced, uh, the early 2010 Heat team, uh, of course, the the first season in 2010-11, they won 58 games and lost in the NBA Finals to the Dallas Mavericks uh, in a pretty competitive close series. The following year in 2011-12, they won the championship going uh, uh, 46-20, which uh, translates to about 57 wins overall, uh, but beating the Oklahoma City Thunder in the finals. Then the following year, they went back-to-back, beating the San Antonio Spurs, and that was probably their best season when they went for 66 wins and also had that really long win streak as oh, well that's right. that yeah. year. Uh, I believe it reached 27 games, if, I don't, if, I rem- if I'm remembering that correctly. I think that's right. It was very close to the Lakers uh, with Jerry West think, and yeah. Will Chamberlain, yeah. Uh, and then their final season, uh, LeBron's final year in Miami in 2013-14, uh, lost in the finals to the Spurs as the Spurs were able to get some revenge there. Uh, but the Heat winning 54 games that season. Of course, winning back-to-back titles and making it to four straight finals. Very impressive run for uh, LeBron and Wade and the Heat. Yeah. So that brings us to the Golden State Warriors, who after we've literally gone through just about every <laughs> dynasty you could think of in the history of the NBA... Uh, Now we're going to compare that to what we've seen out of Golden State. And in the 2014-15 season from the Warriors, they won the NBA championship and won 67 games during the regular season. They followed that up with an NBA record 73 wins in the following season, lost in Game 7 of the NBA Finals, so came oh so close. Right. Then in the 2016-17 season, Won the NBA championship again with another 67-win year, 
went 16-1 and in the playoffs, surpassing that Lakers run we talked about earlier. Right. Uh, and then this most recent season, didn't have as much success in the regular season, won just 58, although that's still pretty impressive, uh, right. but uh, won the championship. Uh, so again, three titles in four seasons, also the most regular season wins in a three- or four-year span uh, in the history of the NBA. Wow. <laughs> yeah, putting it in that context, I mean, you're looking at, uh, like, we were talking about with that late Bulls run, maybe having them uh, edging out against that Lakers team because of the, the 72-10 and 10 Bulls and then winning 69. Uh, this team has gone 67-73-67 and 67, and another 58, but almost 60. That is incredible yeah that is uh unparalleled in the history of of the nba i mean yeah that bulls team yeah 72 69 like so impressive but uh you know then that third season i believe they won what was it 61 games uh, or 62 62 yeah uh, in that third season of their three peaks whereas you know the warriors in that three-year run 67 73 and 67 so uh You'd think like seventy two, sixty nine, and sixty two. How can a team right. beat that? You know, oh, you beat it by having seventy three wins one season, exactly, and then sixty seven the other two. Just super impressive. Wow. And you know, of course, that Bulls team, because of the fact that Jordan retired, and the the year before their three peat, he came he came in about you know three fourths of the way through the season, right. didn't have as successful of a fourth year out of that run, whereas the Warriors' fourth year is probably the season in which they won 73 right, and lost <laughs> in Game 7 of the Finals. Right. So, you know, to me, you talk about a four-year run, I think the Warriors, what they've already done is uh, unsurpassed in NBA history. It's, uh, wow. <laughs> it's up there. Um, I, I think you can make a very good argument for that. Um I mean, I I might just be a little bit biased with that Bulls team and everything, but uh, man, this is uh, this is impressive. And even when talking about the '73 team that ends up losing, Draymond Green gets suspended partway through that series. You don't have a um, is that the series that uh, Steph Curry is postseason hurt? where he got hurt? Yes, right. multiple times. He sprained his ankle in round one and then right. slipped on the. Uh, sweat of Donatus Montayunas and yeah. sprained his MCL. Uh, so and it takes a game seven and one of like the most heroic performances with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving hitting an amazingly clutch shot right. in order to beat that team. And that was a great Cavs team as well. And it was, yeah. We, I mean, that shoot. was probably the best Cavs team out of the four years. I would say yeah. that uh, LeBron was in Cleveland, especially in terms of. You know, not only being the elite offensive group, but then providing that defense as well. Right. Which the you know the 2016-17 Cavs, I think, maybe even eclipsed the previous year's offensive team, but defensively they sagged off a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, that 2016 Cavs team was pretty great, and uh, you know, a, a deserving champion. But that that Warriors team, uh, you know, it's it's weird to think about that they won. The other three years out of these four, but their best regular season team didn't actually win. Yeah, it's really interesting the way that that worked out. What's scary about this team, too, is, I mean, we're doing this in in 2018, but we could be coming back next year. They're still relatively young, you know, and, 
you know, once you get into the five or five plus years, you're talking about the maybe the Spurs would be in the discussion. Right. Uh, the three and five or those Lakers teams that made the, you know, so many finals and conference finals. But right. there's, uh, you know, there's other than those early Russell Celtics, there's no nobody one's... that did the four and five. Yeah. So, you know, you're already talking, uh, you know, the Warriors are going to be able to, uh, you know, they've already broken the record for, again, wins in a three to four year span. Uh, but they're going to start breaking even more records and making their their argument even more uh, strong right. that, uh, that no one else can compare. Right. If they win next year, I, I say without a doubt. it's I, I would agree with you. They have the most impressive dynasty so far, which is crazy to say that we're watching that happen right now. So. But, this, but as of now, in your mind, it's still the Bulls. Is that, it, is that what I'm... It might be a tie in my tie, mind. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I still have a soft spot for the that Lakers team, too, just with the eight straight conference finals. So, um, yeah, I would say it's kind of a tie for me between the Warriors and the Bulls, mm-hmm. uh, or the late 90s Bulls. Yeah. Now, did, um, you know, we were, we were having the discussion of, even last year when the Warriors won the title, that comparison of if you were just compare a single season team between the Warriors and the Bulls, did this year change your thoughts on on that discussion at all? I don't know. I can't. It's tough. It's really tough. I think it for me. I I've kind of changed my position to it depends on the rules, right? If you're playing with the '90s rules where you can be a little more physical, then I think maybe the Bulls edge it out. Mm-hmm. But I think in this era where it might be a little less physical and people are more dependent on that three-point shot with the spacing and everything, without a doubt, the Warriors win. Um, do you, I mean, what do you think, though, if the rules are more like they were in the 90s, do you still give it to the the Warriors? Well, and it, it, I guess the part with the Warriors is tough is because it's kind of two different teams. Are you talking the Durant Very true, yeah. The, of the last two years or the previous version? I think the one with Durant is uh, just... Yeah. just has too much talent for even the Bulls, as talented as they were. Um, but, you know, the... Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely, you know... If if you're talking, have it in Chicago, in, like, the <laughs> 90s rules... Yeah. Uh, and, the like, the 2015 or 16 Warriors were going there trying to beat that Bulls team, I, I might give a slight edge to, to Chicago, but it would still be close in my mind. Oh, yeah, but it would be close. It'd be a series no matter what. But with Durant, I, I I gotta give the edge to the Warriors. He's just you know just adding him is it just it felt unfair at the time and it still feels unfair. Oh yeah, uh, to have that much talent to have four All Stars and four guys that fit so well together, you know, that all bring something different to the table. Of course, Durant brings that isolation scoring. Like if things really break down and defenses really make it tough, they can give the ball to Durant and he can just go score. Right. You know, you've got that number one offensive option that just creates havoc in the defense in Curry. Right. You've got the three and D wing in Clay Thompson, and you've got the defensive anchor and versatile offensive player Draymond Green. Uh, it, it's scary how, and you know that doesn't even count Andre Iguodala, who's a former All Star that is a role player as well for them. Yeah. Uh, they the amount of talent on that team is 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 just filthy. It really is, yeah. 
Well, that's uh, that's basically all we have for this episode. Uh, our conclusion is that uh, I believe the Warriors, what they've already done, has uh, unsurpassed in NBA history. Anthony is still sticking to his <laughs> Bulls guns, <laughs> but uh, uh, he he conceded that if the Warriors win against year, uh, that it will no longer be a debate. So uh, <laughs> it has been recorded. We so that we is, will uh, come back in one year's time and see if he'll if the Warriors win. See if he still sticks to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Duncan Dynasty. Have a great day. Leftovers or the DMV or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet. Not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.